You're listening to another Woodshop podcast, the okayest podcast of its type. Your hosts are Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks and Peter Kapar of Beatrice Workshop. You can find them as well as the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 164 of Another Woodshop Podcast, where this week we're joined by a content creator that just crested over 200K on YouTube, a maker-based tool manufacturer, and a woodworker that cranks out fresh-baked goodies on his machines on a daily, and they're all one person. So grab your ankles and hold your breath as we take a glimpse inside. Chris Burton is here. <laughs> oh, you got me with the ankle stick, man. <laughs> oh, Thanks for having me, guys. I, I appreciate it. Dude, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, man, I, I wish there was more people that could join us, like maybe our patrons, Dan. Oh, yeah. Speaking of our yeah. patrons, uh, big shout out to everybody who signs up over on Patreon. You can sign up over on uh, patreon.com slash another woodshop podcast. But we want to give a big shout out to our VIPs, which are as follows in no particular order. Maybe I think this might be alphabetical order. though. I want to point honest. out that this is not uh, you stalling. We actually are ready this time. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, Victor Aragama, Matthew Hoff of uh, Matthew's Woodworking, Nick Brim Woodworking, Matt Maynard over at Patriotic Pines, Steve Iadorola, Daniel Bryson, Bill Burkle at WTB Woodworking, uh, Malcolm at Bossanova Woodworks. Malcolm, fun fact, is doing the intro now for our show. I hope you like it. Uh, Justin over at Calvary Customs, Christian Tongue, uh, Patrick Ginsel, Square Splinter, Michael Flickinger, Scotty Holland, Mike Lydon, Maximini Coons, and rounding it out is Jacob Miller. Ooh, that's a solid yeah, Thank right you, there. everybody. We appreciate all patrons, no matter where you support us or what tier. And uh, speaking of, you got, you're gonna... we have a little announcement. We forgot to announce this the in pre-show? the pre-show. It was a secret. But we're going to do our first ever uh, Patreon hangout this coming Sunday. When it's this coming nope, Sunday? Next Not Sunday. Coming next Sunday. Sunday. Seven twenty three. Next Sunday. Yep. July seven twenty three. July twenty third. Yeah. July twenty third at six p.m. Eastern, five p.m. Central. None of the other zones matter. We will make a post over on Patreon it's already there. with the link and all oh, the yeah, info. Yeah, yeah. Is it already? Oh uh, well, the initial one just telling everyone about it, and it is open to. All of our patrons, no matter what tier, whether you're at the two, the twenty, or the secret five hundred dollar tier, you know you're. What? what? Don't worry about it. We'll we'll be posting uh, next week during the pre-show. We're actually going to post the link, so everyone's going to have you know three or four days to get ready. You know, put on your face, get a good camera and whatnot, and join us. It's going to be a Zoom call. We're going to have a hangout. Uh, Basically, we're just going to BS for an hour. We're just going to shoot the breeze. Shoot the breeze. We're just going to shoot the breeze. Shoot so bring poop. a drink, whatever, whatever your flavor, water, whatever your booze, Zima, whatever. Yeah. Zima, do they still? Zima? I I kind of wish they did. Ooh. Zima's um, the best. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll talk more about that next week during the pre-show. Come join us. That's gonna be exciting. But what's really exciting for this week is we got Chris Burton here from a glimpse inside. If you don't know who he is, you've been living under a rock. And stop Shame listening to this podcast. You. How dare you? How dare you? But uh, Chris is a uh, a content creator and a maker, and he he's literally in the same business as Dan and I. This is the first time that all three people are completely in the same field, and, which is yeah. dare I say he's doing quite better, doing, than uh, us. much gooder, <laughs> such wow, such good. Depends on what you but, call uh, good, I guess. 
Chris is a small well. You're doing menu. gooder than me. You're much gooder, you're gooder than both, <laughs> most of us, both of us. Uh, but he is a small scale manufacturing whiz. Uh, he does. Uh, he's got a lot of shipping tips, laser tips, CNC tips, uh, including bit tips. He also sells uh, custom bits, bits for now. your CNCs. This guy three. So I'm sorry, I kind of I'm taking away your I'm, whole thing. But uh, Chris, I'm Tell things. us who the heck do you think you are, and what makes you so special? Go. Uh, uh, well, not special at all. Just a, uh, a guy that was working nah. working Thanks, retail basically that, for a long time. <laughs> um, the origin story is basically, you know, I, I bagged groceries as a 16 year old kid and turned that into a career, and um, did 23 years with uh, one company, and then realized that it was probably time um after 17 years of working there they probably try to be a dual income myself right and go on youtube and live the pipe dream of trying to put videos online see how that works um you know people say you should do it just for the video i don't make whatever man like when you're coming up as as a guy who's starting a family and wife kids and all that you're doing everything you can to financially provide anything you can so you can eventually walk into the sunset that should be in the back of your mind pretty early on and so yes. I thought, you know, okay, fine. So let's go record on the phone and figure it all out. Kind of my wife's idea, really, because I was going to do everything from, a, you know, an actual camera, an actual MacBook and all that. And she's like, just figure it. You don't use a camera? I use my phone. I use my phone. I've been doing that since day one. And I actually edit on the phone as what well. What bourbon moth? Uh, well, I mean, I was kind of doing it before him, although he's kind of surpassed me in the oh. know, whatever. <laughs> I love that shade. I love it. But love it. The, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, it was one of those kind of ideas that I thought, you know, if the guys I'm watching on this platform could do it, why can't I? And so we just tried and just, I, I told myself this, this was, the, this was the main swing thought that I had was I'll do two videos a month for five years and we'll just, that's just what I'll do. I don't care if it's a small project, a talking video, whatever it is, put something out there and hold up, hold up. That was your goal yeah. out of the gate, two videos for five years. That's a that's a big long goal. My, that like, was my goal too. Two vi- two videos in five years. Two videos. I was also a month <laughs> per month in five years. <laughs> oh, two oh. videos per month. Two okay. videos per month for five years. And so, because everybody was telling you, you got to be consistent. You got to post every Thursday at ten. You know, I mean, whatever. I mean, all back in the day when that was the sweet spot. You know, that's what what I was what I heard. So I, that was kind of the back of my mind goal. Just don't don't give up. And so. I had this theory that there comes a time in every every person's life when they're trying to kind of make themselves better is that what determines your success outside your career, basically, is what you do with the time that you have that isn't required by anything else. It is your responsibility to turn that time into something that can either set you free or it could probably keep you in the same rut over and over again, meaning I... I, I grew up with the NES, right? I beat Mario when I was six years old. I, to this day, try, flex, try to okay. play, try to play <laughs> one game a year. But during that five year time span, I didn't play much at all. And so it was just one of those things. I thought, you know what? Just give up everything I did leisurely. I didn't I stopped playing golf. I, I regrettably stopped playing music. I just focused in on this new hobby and this new direction. Uh, I'm glad I did because now it's starting to kind of open up some more. You know, I mean, I'm still working like crazy, but it's starting to open up a few more hobbies, if you will, outside of this, which is kind of nice. Um, so, yeah, just kind of you know, figure out everybody's got time. Everybody's got more time than they think they do. Uh, speaking from the person who, I mean, if you know the origin story here, it, you know, I've, I've got a, essentially a disabled wife and I got autistic children and it's it's nuts, dude. It's freaking nuts. I just to, to be honest. But, um, 
yeah, it's uh, everybody's got more time than they probably think they do. If I if I if I could say that, yeah, you're definitely providing providing very well. I mean, your your business is definitely blowing up. I mean, yeah, and you're consistent too. I mean, in the last, I think your first video I saw was seven years ago, and you have posted 300 videos or over 300 at this point uh, on on YouTube. So that's crazy. People have a little bit more time than you might think. And that was kind of my thought is that there's always a little bit of time to do that little extra that maybe I don't need to spend it on a leisurely activity. Go do something that maybe could turn into something a bit more. Yeah, that's a that's a super great outlook. I mean, that's coming from a guy who takes every free moment he has to play GTA. But, you know, I've worked to I've worked to get to this He's point, though. You know point. what I mean? He's like, earned it. Yeah. I feel exactly. like I've earned to got to got to make your time to take a little bit of. Uh, ooh, don't say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now, there's I've, something to I've be said by get getting into point. that immersive world for sure. For sure, right? You need to disconnect there once in a while. Absolutely. Well, why don't we uh, jump into what's on the bench? There's a lot of questions, uh, Chris, and I feel like we'll just kind of run off of those uh, to to the interview, really, because uh, I want to get into your brain about the stuff you do. So uh, why don't we get into stuff? First, let's listen to this. What's on my bench? There we go. Uh, so, Dan, what is on your bench this week? Oh, you're coming to me. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, buckle up, everybody. If he says, I know you're on Etsy and bow ties. You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm going to say. Etsy orders, man. I'm still trying to dig out from my July 4th sale. That did really well for me. Um, Don't laugh at these numbers, Chris. I know you probably do these like every day, but I had like 130 orders over the 4th of July weekend. So I'm still trying to dig out. That's killer, dude. Um, I think I wrapped up all my ZCIs today and I need to finish off the bow ties tomorrow. Um, Aside from that, uh, nothing else inside the shop has been super exciting this week. It's been kind of hot, you know. Uh, I know I'm going to complain about the heat, and Chris lives down in Florida. <laughs> he lives in the swamp. <laughs> but the the heat and the humidity has been <clears throat> getting progressively worse here in Nebraska, so I've been trying to limit my time a little bit. Uh, and, yes, I do have an AC in my shop, but I don't utilize it because of my dog, yada, yada. Everybody Blame knows Maxi. What was what was your man. sale? I'm just curious. What was what were the parameters of your fourth of July? Oh, it was just a ten percent off sale. Like I just yeah. did a ten percent off sale, nice. and like it did really well. Plus, I had John from Lincoln Street do do a shout out for me, which was really nice. Yeah, that that was big. A little bit as well. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was super great. I sent him a very custom made uh, zero clearance insert for his saw stop. Uh, it was it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, for his uh, miter station. Yeah, I sent one for his miter station. Uh, I saw that he, one. Then he did the shout out in in the video at the end there. But then after that, I sent him a, a custom one for his saw stop because I was like, "Hey, I noticed in your video you didn't have one for your saw stop." Anyway, um, yeah. So I've been trying to dig out of that. Uh, we're gonna go camping again tomorrow because my wife nice. and daughter are on Taylor Swift weekend number two. Woo, Taylor! In woo! Denver. So John and I have been bachelors of the house. The house is. A mess. It probably smells like dudes in here. <laughs> smells like it's not good. Dan's. But speaking of that, yeah. ish, ish. Uh, I went and got a uh, a pellet grill. I know that has nothing to do with woodworking, but uh, I'm pretty oh, excited yeah. about pellet it. Peloton. Very good. I finally <laughs> finally leveled up my old Weber kettle charcoal grill and got a got a pellet 
grill like the, you know it's got the whole <clears throat> technology thing i can pull up the app and the just app yeah do everything from the couch oh it's so great dude i That's threw cool. i threw uh uh pork short ribs on there today just for the first time uh trying to smoke something today money just oh yeah. so you just good. cooked the temperature that, you can't yeah. mess it up it got that it got that perfect smoke ring and everything oh my god it was so good that's cool I, I'm I'm very excited about my new very good. my new pellet grill. I'm, that's well, you should be. I'm just you know. Anyway, I want to hear what Chris is up to. I don't Chris care was, about Pete. Chris, you tell me. Well, I mean, at the very at the very moment, um, just had the mini split fixed. The brand new unit on the inside was ruined for three months. Had to be rebuilt, I believe, overseas. Uh, it was under warranty, but it got replaced yesterday. So I'm going actually. What was on the bench is completely off, and now what's been put back on is a filtration box above that mini split, just like the J Bates version. So, well. do you know why it quit on you? Was it because of like gunk? Oh yeah, it was. Or? It was filthy. It was. I mean, I took the entire. We took it down. The AC guy and I actually, you know, hired a local company here to kind of check out what was going on. Um, but he just left it up on the wall. I said I cleaned it as best I could, and I said eh, let's take it off the wall. And so we did that, and like he and I just took the whole thing apart. I mean, I pretty much took it apart um, and took all the parts inside in a soapy water sink, and it's brand new now. Um, there's no gunk anywhere, but there was an absolute sludge of sawdust, and the coils inside, there were three leaks. It was leaking Freon, and anytime, anytime, anytime interior leaks happen, they usually just replace the interior unit. Yeah. And so <clears throat> that's what happened, and it was basically because of it being inefficient from all the dust that collects in a wood shop. So that... Massive four, what is it? I think Jay uses four 20 by 20 uh, filters. I'll probably do four 14 by 20 or maybe even 16 by 20, just, but it'll be, it'll be big. Does he just use box fans or what is, what did he make? I, I no, it's like don't a, think I've ever it's seen It's literally a box with filters on it so that, you know what? because it's I'll pulling air from the top and that's where all the dust sawdust settles. So it pulls okay. it right okay. through the unit. Um, so... Chris is pulling out his phone. This is, I'm going to pull out a phone here. So this is, okay, that's a yeah, picture. Okay, like, okay. So it's like quad All box right, So that's fans. a mini split. He literally has That's like, a mini split, yep. Oh, wait, it's like a whole like four things down to a funnel. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, okay. See, I was, oh, I wow. like the one that Nolan built did, which is he basically built yeah. a box over the unit. I actually don't even think it's boxing on the bottom. It's just like. The top has the filters. May not be. Yeah, which which is kind of yeah. what I want to do on mine. Is, and that's why when you mentioned the 14 by 20, I might do those and just put over the top. Uh, I also yeah. pride myself on being a, I, you can't say sawdust free shop, but it's like limited, you know, like try to collect at the tool as much as you can. But like it's above right. my CNC. It's going to get wrecked. <laughs> so yeah. basically from what, I, from what I'm gathering from this conversation, yep. um, the the mini split pulls air from inside the shop, yeah, and you need to filter that air before it gets into the mini split. Basically, yeah, correct. Yeah. And it, okay. it does have it does have like Filters. these little net filter little, things, but they're, they're probably garbage. not made for no. wood shops. They're made that are for just in the house. They, full they of will <laughs> they will turn khaki with sawdust in about three days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like what in the world? It's, yeah, so it's you know it's a necessity. That's that's the project probably working on tomorrow. Um, of course, you know. Yeah, it's a necessity video, video for you. I mean, as well. You live in the swamp, basically, from what I understand. Down Spray in, foamed in here, and I had a window unit in here to help out, but 
these 90 degree days, it wasn't doing too much. And the thing that causes the most heat in this shop is when everything's just running. You got a dust collector running, you got two air compressors running, one for the laser. And then the thing that causes more heat than you would think is your industrial water chiller for your lasers. Those little refrigerator units put out a ton of heat. They they do get pretty toasty. But honestly, (laughs) like the the dust collector, man, that thing is The dust collector in my shop pumps off a lot of heat. Yeah. For sure. When all three are running, I, the mini split keeps up. The nice thing in winter is but. you don't have to heat stuff because <laughs> you got all the tools running. Right. You just let the tools go yep. and you're good. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what else you got going on? Um, I mean, you're coming off of a high of like a pretty big month for you. Um, June was the, June was June was, was like, out of business, like, a, like right? well, I mean, <laughs> I guess I guess the joke would be June was like a, a ball sack dipped in glitter, right? It was pretty nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it was it was our best month. I did a video about it. We did thirty thirty thousand dollars in sales for Woo! June, which is not not typical. Man, I thought us. I was doing good. See, no, no, that's not that's not typical. I mean, a typical you know probably about half that. If Still, we're, if that's we're pretty lucky, good. So. And it's yeah, it's we're very fortunate that you know um, you know SKUs will keep keep bringing up and. And, you know, starting to get better about doing biweekly um, e- email campaigns with just various things, you know, kind of going on right now. Um, and it's it's been good. I've been very fortunate that, you know, these people, have, you know, they, they like what we're doing. And you guys know, you guys have sold things to other makers and other people. And it it always feels good when, when you get a bunch of return people to come back. Yeah. Um, return buyers. I you need to become another retailer. Right. I, I just, I was in retail my whole life and I thought, okay, we're going to go into video production and this, that, and the other. Um, and honestly, the AdSense was pretty good when I left Publix. I was, you know, I was doing, doing all right. You know, getting about a million views on the channel per month. And this wow. was doing pretty well. That's pretty good. And, and then, yeah, <laughs> they had about four or five heavy hitting videos that were running really great. And then two months after going full time, I went full time in March of 21. Um, about there, June of that year, um, the faucet got turned off on all four of those videos. And so we went from doing about a million views per month to around 250,000 views per month. And so you could tell that we take your AdSense, your AdSense revenue took a 75% hit. You kind of go, what are are you doing? Like, okay, do you go get a J-O-B? Do you try to figure this out? And I told the story before, but I literally had a dream of why not make a sexy drill holder? Every maker's got two drills because they sell them in twos. You got Mm -hmm. 100,000 subscribers mm-hmm. at this point. You got 200,000 drills that need a, a cool home. And so I had this idea to make something that was based upon Victorian architecture, and that was the original tool holder. I asked the audience if they wanted to see it and if they would be cool with a kit, and they were like, yeah, sure, make it. And so the next video I put out was an infomercial for it. And that weekend, that. yeah, that weekend, like $5,000 in sales oh came in. So I was God, like, okay, maybe, there, maybe there's something here with this, this silly tool holder yeah. thing. And so that's kind of the genesis of the whole thing. And I realized in terms of design, you know, we basically make boxes and squares and that's what we do as woodworkers. And if you can do that and find something super functional, but then do a twist to make it look a little bit different aesthetically, you might have something. Just sexify it a little bit. Sexify it. A little bit. That's kind of, that's kind of what you do. (laughs) That's awesome. So I know we already did the whole, uh, you know, intro, but this kind of goes with what's on your bench. Uh, how many products are you selling at this point? Uh, we got about fifty-five total, but uh, some most are—I mean, most are physical. About forty-four, uh, about forty-two are physical products, and the rest are digital. So he's got less um, products than us, Dan, and he's making buttloads more. It. Just goes killing. to show, man. Well, always, you got to find your niches. 
there's there's it's different, man. Like Niches some of my stuff is so is no, so heavy, crazy. You know, and I I do find that it is a little bit relieving that shipping can be very expensive, especially oh, yeah. for stuff that I sell. Oh, um, I yeah, sell four foot four foot four foot long pieces of cleats along with you know big like angle brackets and stuff like that. Sometimes these packages upwards of twenty or thirty pounds. So you're so, selling a a whole cleat system. Sometimes, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, wall, wall, you you can buy wall cleats to go up on your wall, um, and then everything else to accessorize your whole shop with it. And that's kind of been more or less kind of the the genesis of like what we were like. Okay, look, I can make things that can help you make what you want to make, not just crap that that you, that you don't have to anymore. Yeah. And I just had an epiphany the other day about the orbital sander holder. Is I'm actually going to start offering them pre-assembled, Ooh. right? Because I, I got a, two emails in one week from two women who were retired and they said, you know, basically, Chris, I love this thing, but I don't have like a Brad nailer. I just do crafts. Like I want to turn my sander upside down, but I don't have the capacity to like impact drill counter screws or do a Brad nail with glues. I don't have that. And I was like, huh? Hmm. Hmm. Huh. So opportunity for, for 20 for an extra 2450 you can get it pre-assembled and i will ship it out that way i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna try that it's the first time I'm talking about yeah. it now but i'm gonna try that i think that makes sense that, that i, I has, offer that for my laser relevance. cut stuff i'm like i'll assemble it because also free question you know, free shipping it's now it's more shipping because <laughs> yeah. it's assembled that, yeah that leads to another question i have um sure. that i've gotten because I like I like everybody knows, and I, I've I've mentioned here on this show, like I make zero clearance inserts, and anybody can make them. They're super easy to make, and you know I'm selling them to other makers and other woodworkers, and I get this comment all the time: why Why are people buying those when they can just make them? Did, did you ever get that question? I feel like you've probably got that question. <clears throat> like I feel like every other video on YouTube is how to make a, a French cleat wall. But here's the thing: like people don't like to spend time making things that making things to outfit their shop. They just want to make things. Yeah. My simple answer to this is a simple answer to that is like, do you cook every meal you eat? No, you go out to eat, you go yep. to fast food, whatever. It's just the same theory. Just shut up. Yeah. It's an efficiency <laughs> thing. <really. laughs> also, sometimes you, you can't I mean, get the same, like you get nice high quality Baltic birch for a lot of your stuff, right? Uh, I'm assuming Chris, right? You get, sorry. do you use Baltic birch uh, for, uh, for your material? I do. Yeah. So like, I not use, everyone can source yeah, that. Three. That's not something that's available at like a Home Depot or something. I'm very fortunate. I have a couple suppliers here. The first one I mentioned years ago, uh, which is a place called Florida Southern Plywood here. They had it for a long time, but then they they're kind of ran, ran dry just because of whatever. But there is a smaller, I'm not going to even tell, tell you what it is here, but there's a smaller kind of franchise, small hole in the wall hardware store here that actually has some still. And that's where I get it. Um, and, you know, they, they're, they're great. They deliver it. I typically buy a unit at a time, which is like 22 sheets. Yeah. Um, and right now it's between 190 bucks. So it's not too much for, for that high quality stuff. And, uh, and I get plywood out from my, my quarter inch stuff is from Eugene, Oregon from Murphy ply. It's mm. that kind of fur core with the two maple layers. And, um, that cuts beautifully on a laser. Um, the, the fewer layers on a plywood, the better yeah, for a no, laser. I'm for sure. Yeah, I know that. You know, <laughs> or when yeah. you get the the pulp, so, pulp center stuff, where it's like two veneers with a pulp, yeah. it just it's catches like fire. Bond, it's like Bondo or something. Yeah, it just yeah. It catches fire. It's horrible. Dan, take a nap. We're yep. talking lasers. Yeah, I was <laughs> blasting over. I don't know what you're talking about. Lasers. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're fun, man. Uh, it's it's been a learning curve for sure. I mean, I, it was daunting to get this massive thing in, and when you get it in, it's like there's 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 no help, none. Like, I mean, Laguna's great. Don't get me wrong. I I'm I'm a fanboy for life because of, of their customer service with me. But there's no real big tutorial on how to do it. You know, it's, it's this their, community that their helped. Recommended settings even are just like it's really depends too high. on the material. It really depends <laughs> yeah, on the material. Too high. So, yeah, I mean, and I, you know, that, that's been one of those things. Like, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, our friendship started with my friendship with Derek from Malden started because I got a CNC and I had no clue how to use it. And he was pretty good with VCAV, right? VCAV. Uh, carve. <laughs> and so he and I FaceTimed for like two weeks. I mean, FaceTime, like, okay, buddy, here's how you do the node. Here's how, you know, whatever. And we were going through and I, I eventually after about like 10 days, it just kind of snapped, and I was like, "I see, I see it, I see it, I got it, I can figure it out." Thank you. And yeah, once it clicks, that, it's easy. Without that, I, I just don't know. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I probably would have learned it, but it just sure helps having this community kind of help you out. And even if you don't even know the person, like someone, people have reached out to me off the street, you know. And if I can, if I have the moment, I give them all the time in the world if I can, you know. Yeah, just we were talking pan, off. Pan we were talking, quote unquote, off the air about. How this community is great like that. Um, it's yeah. it never ceases to amaze me how how willing people are to share information in this community. It's it's just yeah. so heartwarming. <laughs> right. Just after I get done telling you, I'm not telling you where I'm getting my wood from. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Pete, what's up? What, uh, what's going on in your shop? Oh man, what are you doing? Your shop that's done, by it's the way. It's done. It's that nothing else is getting done. Yeah. So uh, one yeah. of the things that the last thing that kind of put the pin in like it being finished is that that mini split, like the mini split, it's making the space more enjoyable. It feels like part of the house now. It's no longer like the shop is separate. It, it's legitimately you walk out of the. There's times I, mean, I walk into my laundry. Technically, room. is part of the house. Yeah, don't get technical with me. Um, <laughs> technically correct, which is the best type of correct. But like I'll walk into the laundry room sometimes out of the garage and I'm like, mm, it's more humid in here than it is in a shop. And that's the main thing. Like it's not even the, the the AC or whatever. It's the amount of humidity it removes out of the room. I can run that thing for 20 minutes and it'll take I, today took it from 89 degrees down to 75 within 20 minutes. No, like yeah. removed like 20% humidity. It was incredible. That thing is so great. So um, what, what brand do you uh, have? The Pioneer one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really uh, love that thing. I, I like so, so excited. Dan, you're do you think, do you think if I moved my new pit boss pellet grill to the shop, it would remove humidity? Tech, technically, yes, by adding heat. Yes. You would yeah. be miserable. You think that's a bad idea? Yeah. It's a, it's a dry heat. It's a dry, but it's a, it's a dry heat. <laughs> Um, but aside from that, it was, it was, um, it was a busy week. So we got a new rotary from Laguna. Uh, it's by oh, lens, yeah. uh, lens digital makes it that new pie burn rotary. That thing's dope. It's so nice. Cause the old one I had was like the most basic rotary that they make. Let me you guess. Know? You're going to do tumblers. Uh, every day I'm tumbling, but yeah, I mean, I already have a bunch of tumblers, but like the old one made me not want to even offer them because it just like was not fun to use. I'd like watch it because if it ever walked on you, you're screwed. So this one's going to be a lot more solid. So right. we're going to be getting, um, uh, putting in more work with that one. And uh, what'd you get from them? What, what's it called? I mean, I'm in talks with them now about a rotary. I, yeah, I've never used it's one. the Pi Burn rotary, like lens digital Pi Burn 4.0. 
Laguna rotary. It's it's just like a really nice okay. rotary. It's got a nice slide on it, very smooth slide yep. on it. Um, right. Everything locks into place. It has rollers everywhere, so it it really keeps the cup in place. So it's really it, it's really nice. nice. So if you're in talks okay. with them, keep talking. Yeah. Marcos is great. Yeah. He's the the rep there. Right. He's he's the new Jeanette. Jeanette yeah, yeah, Janelle, yeah. Janelle. So yeah. he's awesome. By the way, he's great. Well, I've had yeah. very long. Yeah, he's, he seems to be. Um, so I'm really excited about that because we're doing that. I've, um, you know, and and like to talk about the Laguna part, not to like pimped him out here, but I, when I started talking with Marcos, like he reached out to me and was like, Hey, we'd love for you to try out this new rotary. And like, you're one of our like biggest like creators for the laser and whatever. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Say again. It's like, cause I see, you know, I, I follow like you, gets, even Brooke from Maker's Workshop, other people with the the same laser that I feel like are crushing it. They're constantly using it, but apparently I do a lot of laser content. So I was like, Hey, I'm happy to help you guys out. I love this machine yeah. so much. They, they share it pretty regularly. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, you can post something within a couple of hours. Usually you see it back. Yeah. They're, the they're really on top you know, of it. It's kind of cool. But uh, yeah. Enfield Laguna, whatever. Yeah, they're great. Love them. Uh, so excited for that rotary. Been working with uh, Emma. So Chris, my wife, came on full time about a month ago, and uh, first couple of weeks was uh, terrifying because it was like, we're not making double the money. What's happening? <laughs> and yeah. now, yeah. oh my god, we've had like the most productive days, like this week especially. Fantastic. I, like That's I awesome. actually, we are like because I work as a tech support from home, so I'm like sitting there and I'm taking calls, answering emails. And in between, she's working next to me in the dining room table, and like we're answering emails for other stuff and planning out. She's planning out content. She's posting it, all that stuff. And and I'm like, I clocked out at four o'clock, and I go, I'm literally fried. I've worked two jobs from from nine a.m. till now. Like I'm exhausted, but like we get so much done. Yeah. And that's cool. It's it's Very actually cool. allowed me to like. And it's there, we have a question about this later about like something you like fear in your. Uh, content or whatever that you or something in your business but yeah. like uh, it's You're allowing me too. to try things like because my to-do list is actually getting knocked down my anxiety is going down and i'm trying out some new content strategies i'm doing a lot more voiceover work i gotta say i'm liking the new content style thank you i'm, I'm trying to put in a little more time into edits and i'm actually going i'm going rogue i'm not doing a lot of five second quick little like oh, it's a cut or sped up thing whatever like i'm actually cutting stuff in because i something clicked in me a couple weeks ago where i was like i want to make the content i enjoy on tiktok because i go to tiktok to like enjoy content not necessarily to like just watch like woodworking stuff and i know chris you're, <laughs> you're shaking your head but like I, like the thing is my entire instagram feed is just woodworkers i tailored it that way but when i'm when i'm not looking to do woodworking I go on TikTok, I click the for you and it's tailored to like, it's also a lot of making, but it's a lot, it's outside of woodworking. But the way, the yeah. way the content is presented to me, Same. the stuff I really enjoy is the voiceovers, the quick cuts, the like little dem, you know, like different <laughs> angles. And I'm like, why don't I do that? I enjoy it. Why don't I do it? So I've been uh, making that kind of style of video. Uh, the content's doing fine. But it's something new I'm trying out. You know, whatever. I don't care. It, but the other thing... I, is, I really enjoy it. I, really I appreciate it. that. It really means a lot. Because also, editing that much in InShot, like going in there and actually having to edit the stuff and pull out audio and move stuff around, 
it's getting me kind of like, you know, maybe I should get in the final cut again, get through some of those videos that I got sitting on a back burner. So uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm sorry. I was trying to keep this short and I feel like I'm just rambling. Speaking of TikTok real quick, I want to add this in. I've been watching full TV shows on TikTok by watching three minute clips. Oh my God. Don't even get me started. I sometimes (laughs) I'll fall. Dan, and sometimes I'll fall into that trap. Like I need to know the next part. Like I need to know the next part. Of little clips of like house will come up, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And I'll I'll go to the creators. I I use the word creator loosely. By the way, in order. Yeah, part and they're in order, yeah. and I'm just I'm just scrolling God. through and watching them three minutes. I like for part two, <laughs> like before I know it, I've watched a thirty minute episode of House vertical video. Like, I've done oh that like goodness. once or okay. twice. Like I was like, I just need to know about this. Actually, speaking of glitter uh, earlier, I, I watched like the whole documentary on glitter because apparently the the company that bought or they that purchase oh, most of the glitter in, in like in the world. There's only two companies there: New Jersey, Jersey Strong, uh, and they buy most of the glitter in the world and it's no one knows what they are. So anyways, that's a weird thing. Uh, look that up. That's a fun conspiracy theory. Strippers. Aside from that, because I'm done working on my shop and it's perfect now. I don't have to touch anything. I'll never turn a tool on again because it's perfect like a museum. Whatever. Um, Last night, I tore apart half of my shop moving the laser out of its corner you live on a throne of lies i live on a throne of lies i live on a bidet of lies <laughs> so <laughs> don't you dare my so i have two garage doors and the second garage door once the laser moved in i was like that's it you're, you're stuck here you're trapped you're not getting out laguna uh so i put a bunch of like reflectix uh what is it like uh styrofoam basically uh, so it's reflectix on one side, one uh, white stuff on the other. Uh, and it was fine, but it would feel it'd get a little warm sometimes when the sun was really beating on it. So I bought this material months ago and I finally was like, I need to get it out of my shed. It's taking up space. So last night I moved everything out, pulled out all the old insulation, framed out a wall, attached it to the existing wall, to the framing, everything. And I basically, bu- I went full Spagnolo. I built a full insulated wall, sheathed it with three eighths inch Baltic birch plywood it looks beautiful. I can attach heavy stuff right to it and it's insulated. I was actually touching it during the day while the sun was beating on the that door. Cool as the shop. So, what's up, Dan? Before keeps go before Pete keeps going. Yeah. Let me uh recollect everybody. It's done. <laughs> it's a big word for me. Uh 2 weeks ago, Pete made the astounding statement that his shop is done. He doesn't need to do anything else ever again. It's completely done. He's satisfied. And here we are, two weeks later. Well, I made a change to my shop. Yeah, just just a little reminder for everybody. I do want to shop is done. Yes, no, and that's the run, it's gonna be the fun running joke now. Yeah, but uh, I mean, listen, the thing was like the the mini split was the last thing that the shop really needed. That was like from what, my vision of the shop when I moved in there. I really did build my dream shop moving into that space, and the last piece of it was the HVAC, just having AC and heat. So that was a huge move. Now I'm not. I'm never done improving the shop, but that space, like every. That's not what you said. Two this, weeks this, ago, yeah, my man. Don't you know? It's not like any of this is recorded. You can't like go back and pull felt, my words. <laughs> he felt good about it. Yeah. You know, everything's always changing. Always everything's always moving. You know better than exactly. that. Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. But aside from that, so one of the things I'm, re- I'm work, reworking in that space now. Now that I've pulled the laser out, I I unplug the old compressor that comes with the Laguna laser. Chris, you'll know about this because the thing is, it's like a farty 
loud like it's not a compressor it's like it's literally a like an aquarium pump it's, an, it's a it's giant an aquarium, aquarium pump. pump it's a little bronze aquarium so it pump. like pumps and pulses it's it like, literally pulsates while it's running and i have it in my attic like six psi exactly so now that i have actual hvac in the shop and it's cool i actually started getting like splatters of condensation coming out of it because it's it's in my attic that's hot it's 100 degrees plus in there and then the shop's at like 70 so it's literally condensing and then just spraying my pieces. So I was getting a lot of issues with that. So I finally disconnected it. I hooked up to the, I got the California Air uh, tankless. Tankless? Yeah, that which you too. recommended, yeah. which gets a little warm yeah. around the nozzle, I noticed. But. Yeah, it gets warm. And you got to, actually, you got to like let a little air come out of the unit itself so oh, it yeah. doesn't compress and get to that water issue as well. Good to know. There are um, so many jokes that I could yeah. put right here. Grab your ankles, hold I your just, breath. Take a glimpse inside. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I got the recommendation from Brooke and Michael. Oh, um, really? I didn't realize they were running of that course, one. And I'm sharing it, and they're like, hey, quit, quit sharing our secrets. Man. So like, what are you I, I'm trying it out now. Like, I'm not going to get rid of that out of the compressor, but like, this thing's really nice. Like, it, Granted, it it's still awesome. has some noise, but it's not that loud. I'm just going to build some box around it, not like a full enclosure, but something just kind of shield the... I built a grate for mine to sit above my chiller, so it like sits on the chiller. About about six inches up, and, and that's I'm what a, I want to do. I want to now that I have this wall, I actually want to build a shelf. I'll show you, I'll show you a chiller, picture when we're done. And then I want to build a shelf yeah. for the air compressor and just like have them sitting up there, and I can just turn one on and then the other. But anyway, so that's gonna be a fun little thing. And then uh, I'm excited because to, not tomorrow, Saturday morning we're heading out to uh, middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania. We're going to see Adrian, uh, also known as Barbara. And we're going to friends on a farm. Oh, that that's a that's a real big throwback. Yeah. So we're going to friends on a farm, which is a little get together that we that Adrian throws every year. Uh, this is the Adrian from uh, Hickory Homestead. Hickory Homestead Creation. So we're going to the Hickory Homestead where she creates things, um, and we're gonna hang out there with a bunch of other makers and have a good time and and actually camp out. We don't do a lot of camping these days because we moved out to nature, so we don't need to. Um, so it's gonna be fun to just go camp relax and uh carmine cool. might be joining us with the van so that's gonna be fun but that's randy sorry bovandy. yeah randy bovandy so i was hoping to make this really quick but that was my long what's on a bench that was a very uh hot beverage-esque what's on my bench a t- like a tea <laughs> spelled the tea yeah like a hot like a hot, like a hot tea hot tea hot toddy um but yes all right so, oh. so that's awesome and uh now that that was said, I am speaking slowly for no reason, definitely not to load files that are in my downloads folder, and I am ready to play things. <laughs> You're so bad at this. Stalling. You're like, so bad at this. I don't know. Sorry, I wasn't ready. I didn't cue this up. The number what? What is this? It's 164, 164 we'll Chris. 164. <laughs> you know, let's get into questions. Before we 164. Get into questions, I don't know if you... For those of you that have been listening for a while, we changed things up. So now when uh, we go into questions, we play this. Go, Black Betty. Ramble him. That's a good one. That's that's a solid track right there. Uh, the first one is uh, from Mitch Hale from Horndog Maps. Hey, what's up, guys? Mitch from Horndog Maps. I don't have a question this week. I just want to congratulate Pete for getting his workshop done. I was listening <laughs> to last week's show where he said he was done with his shop. He didn't need oh, to do anything week. else. So I just want to congratulate him on finishing that and not needing to do anything else like moving equipment around, rearranging his entire shop, building walls, or putting up insulation or anything of that matter. So congrats for getting your shop done, Pete. 
I want a second, Mitch. Congratulations, Pete. Golf clap. Golf clap Golf all around. Golf clap all around. I am done. Yes. I will not change a single thing about my shop till next week, guys. Stay tuned. Such an accomplishment. Well, uh, thank one, you. One more thing. Where, where's your mini split real quick? It's, uh, it's above your Right what? above the CNC in the worst spot. Okay. Uh, you be very judicious about cleaning this thing because yeah. if you don't, it, uh, mine has hemorrhaged water all down my lumber rack a few times. Boy. Um, to the point where I actually built a tray underneath the mini split. Oh wow! With a with a with a water sensor that goes to my phone. Oh, one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's actually not a bad idea. I I, I want to get I, those for the basement of the house. Just be, like in just case. be careful. I mean, because you know, time time will get get away from you. You'll think, oh, I'm good, and you haven't cleaned a condensate line good. for oh, 30, 45, nine months, know, ninety days. <laughs> right, and then it'll it'll happen, and you will that walk into me. water being everywhere. That reminds me, I got that water cooled spindle. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked that thing since I hooked it up. I hope it's still working. I, actually, uh, do you have a? I hope it's a, still pumping. Speaking of devil, you, well, do, you, do you have a? Do you have a flow? Of, yeah, like a bucket like a window. Like a, no, I don't. No, have a window. It's just, a flow indicator. It's, it's just a it's bucket. It's just running on. I'm hoping a prayer, Chris. Hoping a prayer. Dude, you need a flow indicator. I know. Dude, they're like eight bucks on Amazon. <laughs> Man, I, we're, I'm not making Chris glimpse inside money over here. Calm down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's making like what? Dunlap can barely see okay. inside money. <laughs> okay, if, do you want to you want to glimpse inside like what thirty thousand dollars is in terms of what you actually get? Twenty of that is material. In this business? <laughs> oh, I know, I know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's I feel like I'm back to square one this month. I'm like, oh my god. No, I know. Yeah, you're, that's a good that's a good idea. I probably should get a flow indicator just to. <laughs> You really, you're correct. It's like actually, five, so five, six Chris originally when they when on, they shipped ice. me my laser, uh, they sent me uh, the three thousand chiller, and it's like that's not that's not a Ooh. chiller. That's just a water mover. So I've yeah, been thinking about moving yeah. that one and hooking it up to the CNC. Just turn it on, yeah. so I have it yeah. instead of doing a little like <laughs> yeah. pool pump or whatever there. But well, I oh, still yeah. use I use a bucket full of half antifreeze, half water. That's that's Same. what I use as well. And, and on uh, hot on hot days, I throw a, a couple Ziploc bags full of ice in. There. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, <laughs> I use I use the same thing. I I use RV antifreeze yeah. for some reason. Mm-hmm. I think it was just cheaper. Yep. And then uh, <clears throat> me and a couple me and a couple local maker buddies, Nick and Braden, we went to the the PetSmart. And bought a an, an aquarium pump. Oh, yeah. I think it's still working. Yeah, nothing's that, that's, on fire. That's exactly. That's, I mean, that's exactly all you need to do. Cheap, you just need to move the water. It's just got a pump. I mean, if you touch the bucket and it's warm, you're fine. If you touch the buck bucket I've, and it's hot, I've touched, you're uh, I've touched the spindle and it's a little warm. Well, the spindle's fine. That's a, l- a little warm is yeah. fine. It's when it burns your hand, you got to quit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, then I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I think that's working. Dan's living. Send you a send you a link to the flow indicator. <laughs> All right. Um, Note to self. Next question is from Toma. French. Hey guys. Dan, you have a tray boss and now a boss grill. Do you plan to collect all the boss yeah, sure. things? Peter, are you having a secret competition with Patlap to the most amount of shorts posted this year? He's going down. And Chris, a glimpse <laughs> inside what exactly? Woodpecker R&D strategies? Bye. <laughs> so, so Dan, ah, we love are you getting all the da- uh, all the boss things? I'm absolutely getting all the boss he, things. I have the trail boss. Now I have a pit boss and I need... He wears uh, Hugo boss. What else do I need? 
I do wear Hugo Boss for my Cologne, and I need a Malcolm at Boss Nova Woodworks shirt. He owns the entire Criterion collection of Boss Baby, too. Yep. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Alec Baldwin. And yes, Uh, uh, Pat Lap is going down. We're going, because now I got a secret weapon. Her name is Emma, and she posts all my shorts for me. So, uh, now Chris, uh, woodpecker R and D strategies. You mean the? got a joke. No, let's hear it. Let's hear the bad joke, Dan. It was just. It was just like a what? pants, pants, shorts. Sh- pants? YouTube. Yeah, she handles all my shorts? pants and shorts for me. Okay. Okay. Right. Go on. Sorry. Well, the, the woodpecker R and D strategies. Well, I mean, to answer that seriously. Uh, I didn't know I was involved with it until they brought me in. Fine. Dan didn't know um, he was playing yeah, with the uh, oil finish company. A little, <laughs> I want to get a little into the weeds here. So, like, can you explain it like I'm a third grader and don't know what happened? So, March 12th, I know the date, I think. I think it's the date. March 12th of t- last year, uh, I brought to market a upside-down mount where you could put a orbital sander in it and you can sand both hands the, the same thing stuff. you were talking about making pre-made yeah pre-made. So i brought that and yeah it slowly became my number one seller i mean one it's a higher price point it's a 75 dollar item um i also have like six dollar items too. so, so. it's it, it basically <clears throat> allows people to like sand it's smaller most parts. brands right yeah. most brands of orbital sander chuck mm-hmm. it in there and then adjust it with some wheels and some fittings, and then you can just precisionly sand anything with two hands, hands-free. Uh, we don't have to hold the sander anymore. Um, anyway, so that was doing really well, and then I got a, uh, a couple messages one morning about the sand stand coming out from Woodpeckers. And it's even if I had had a broad patent, a utility patent on this thing, this would have gotten around it. It's that different of a design, but in concept, it's the same thing. Now, if you go to Amazon, you go to anywhere else you don't ever see. For the last year, there was nothing else on the market except for mine. That was it. I, I had the only thing that did that on the market. Yeah, now, it's been done. That. It's been done for years. People have been clamping them devices and all kinds yeah. of stuff forever. But I thought, why not? Why not do something for other people? But there was never so, a mount. <clears throat> correct. And so that sand stain came out, and I basically showed it on a story, and I. Tapped it on the head and I said, you know, we had a good run, little buddy. Uh, <laughs> but it was actually, it was actually win-win for both of us. Uh, they continued to sell out of theirs and I have never sold more of these in my life. Um, I, I, on that CNC right there behind me, I, I, it's, it's, it's a small machine. It's, um, I cut two foot by three foot blanks. That's it. That's, that's as big as it can hold. And that is a sheet of wood. So when I refer to a sheet, that's what I'm talking about. You can get five and a half of those out of a sheet of plywood. Sheet. And I can get four. I can get four orbital sander mounts out of one of my sheets, and it takes about three hours to cut them. And we sold over two hundred in one month. Whoa. And so it Whoa. took forever. It just took forever to, to cut them and make them. And I, I had I had a bunch made up before, but I blew through those immediately. Um, but in terms of like you know uh, that product. You know, did they really copy it? Well, I, I'll tell I, I you know what? I, I haven't really told this publicly, but I'll tell you this. This isn't um, public. No one, no one listens to this. Uh, okay. But I, I'll tell you, there was a, uh, I actually had, a, I actually had, had a friend work at, at Woodpeckers. Okay. Um, the meeting, the meeting that this got brought up, this is a legend. I'm not going to say who it is. I can't, I can't say this is true, but he was like, yeah, man, the meeting was brought up. And I was like, whoa, I said, Burton's already got that. Look, <laughs> It's, he's got this thing, and 
basically one of their engineers looked at him during the meeting and said, we've never seen it. Put your phone away. <laughs> it's like, but, yeah, like shut up. And um, yeah, so I got that phone call um, when it finally came to market. I talked to him and he was like, yeah, man. I mean, again, like I said, no harm, no foul. Um, one of the crazy, one of the craziest things that happened during, during this whole thing is that I, Izzy Swan was like, Hey man, will you give me a call for a second? I've never talked to him a day in my life. He's great. And and yeah. And he was like, he's like, Hey man, you're, you know what? This is, I just, I just, I just want to like, like just commiserate with you and just tell you, I'm sorry. And like, I I just, I, I hate to see this happen. Um, you know, I like to you know, maybe maybe put our minds together on something one day, and this and the other. It hasn't happened yet, but it was just nice that that he reached out and was like, "Hey, man, I I got your back." Blah blah blah, and it's it's, it's been good. So he and I, you know, we've been He's in contact here and there. He he really is. He really is a true man of the people, and one of the best, if not the most, inventive mind that we have yeah. out there. Um, so that, that was kind of a cool moment. Um, but yeah, in terms of it, I mean, I think it was win win for both. Yeah. And you know, moving moving forward, it continues to sell. Even like I think I sold today so. damn nice good for you man that's awesome good hey the, good. you know at the end of the day it's a it's a positive thing and it's one of those things where like like it's, dan was talking about like zci's aren't that difficult like other people can make them other people do make them i the 3d oh, printed yeah, stuff i make, make them. other people make it you know so like we're yeah. all in did you just we're all in just a chronomize zero clearance insert is that what that was yeah yeah zero clearance yeah, inserts yeah. i make zero clearance inserts i got Hundreds of them, tens of, tens of the zebra. Yeah, 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 I like it. I got, I got them in all kinds of different uh, hardwoods. But yeah, it's. I, you know why I've never reached out to you to get one? Because you can do his own, Because I, because he can do his own. No, I don't. I don't own a miter saw. <laughs> oh, there's that too. I do them for table You know what I want to start man. doing? I don't, Dan. I want to start making them out of like you know, OSB. You do. You do. But like, but high I have polished, one for my saw stop. OSB, like really nice quality, like finish. I have. I have an idea for OSB. I cut some OSB no, today. I don't want to give away. Like, I don't want to give away too many details. <laughs> I, One of these what? days, I'm going to get to it. I have an idea for OSB. Because like, anytime you cut OSB, a little tiny man comes out of your blade and just throws sawdust in here. No matter how good your dust collection is, like OSB just throws sawdust. It's like cutting MDF. Like you can't get past the fine, fine particulates. I don't care how good but your you, dust you, collection is. <laughs> Peter, you have an overarm. I don't catch for no, your table saw, no. right? You don't? I don't. That's I don't where even most have a, uh, a, a split guard thing in the back. No, I'm going rogue, man. I'm like Sarah Palin <laughs> with my my, my book. I'm knife. going rogue. <laughs> I don't have a riving knife. I did, but I, for whatever reason, it, it, it I put a, a very thin curved blade on there from uh, Freud. And That's my riving knife issue. was thicker. Yeah. was thicker. You need a separate a riving knife. It, it, Four thin curved yeah. blades. Same thing with a saw stop. A, has it available? You have a saw stop, Chris. You you probably yeah. Do. Yeah. They they sell for the saw yeah. stop. Um, I do. Yeah. It's oh, really want, expensive for the uh, Powermatic that I have, and I was just like, I'm not gonna spend money on it. Going rogue. Yeah, I give you a blade tip. Right, the best blade I've ever used is like the Mana Forty Tooth. I think Izzy's recommended it a lot. It's one of the better <laughs> blades you ever use on the table saw. Uh, Clingspore has a private label of the same blade for less money. Oh, really? Amana makes it for Clingspore. Well, I started getting really? forest like, blades like a couple 15, years ago cheaper. because I found out that they were like they were right in my town. I could have gotten them sharpened like five minutes from where I used to live. Just drive, yeah, just drive over there. Yeah, just it's like you just <laughs> drop it off. So, but now I moved away. But still, I, I like the blade. I still use the same one. Honestly, now that you're talking about cleaning blades, I probably, or blades, I need to clean mine. 
Um, but yeah. Uh, all right. Um, what's the next question we had? Uh, who did you just listen to? Oh, no. Toma. Next one Freshman. is from uh, Kimini. I don't know. I've never, I don't know who this never is. Never heard of the guy. Never heard of the guy. Um, Kimini. Kimini? I don't know. Kimini. Kimini. I don't know. Let's listen. Hey guys, late question, hot off the press. Uh, question, what is an irrational fear you have as a maker? Like something you know ultimately doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but you still have it as like a concern in the back of your head. And I'm not talking about like injuring yourself because that's a serious thing. I mean, uh, I'll tell you what mine is, is that I have the fear that when I move out of my current house, that the people who move in find out that I was a maker and a woodworker and think that some of the, you know, shoddy DIY upgrades to the house were done by me. And like, I don't want that to reflect on me. So, you know, what, what is your like irrational thing that may float around in the back of your head as a maker? All right. Chris, do you have an irrational maker fear? Yeah, Chris, what are your fears? I don't know if it's irrational, but it's 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 somewhat real. I feel like that since I got into the space a little bit later in life, I feel like I have a very, I feel like I have maybe a decade more of relevance, and that's kind of you know that that's it, that may not that. that that may not be true. Um, you know, you've got people uh, who are past that decade in age of me right now, and they're still very relevant. Shut so up, old man. That. That may or may not be true. Um, you know, the grayer we get, um, the the slower we get, the whatever. Uh, it's I feel just personally it, attacked. It, what we call a well, silver you, fox. You shouldn't, man. Um, I, I just don't know. I think that's kind of like you've got a you've got a certain time frame, you know, in this space. I think, um, and again, a, a big fear of mine is that I started this channel like it, well, it says like 2014, but that's when the Gmail was established, but really putting videos out in 2017. And so that was quite a bit of time ago. And I, I worry is, is, is the channel dead? That's kind of, that's a big fear. I mean, the last yeah. two videos have done, have done pretty well. Um, but you know, it was because I reached out and got, got some help. I got some help on thumbnails. I got some help on titles, which seems to be the flavor of the week right now. You know, thumbnails right. and titles don't worry about anything else too, buddy tells you to do. Um, but, you know, so I, I, I got some good advice and it, it, if it didn't work, I'd be damned. It worked. And so, you know, who knows what's going to be the next thing? Um, like I said, but that's it. I don't know if that's irrational or not. It's probably a pretty real fear. But while you guys talk about your irrationality, I might come up with something else. <laughs> Dan? I don't. Yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't know if this is an irrational fear. It's more of a real fear. But like right. I often worry about like everything just drying up. And having to go get a job, having to go work for somebody a else, job. like that's a that's a that's a fear that I have. I've been I've been self employed since 2011. I don't want to work for anybody else. I have I literally have nightmares about working for other people or working <clears throat> back at my old job. Yeah, I, you know, people have dreams or nightmares about going to school in their underwear, and I I'm over here having nightmares about going back to work at my old job, constantly, like every other okay. night. So, yeah, it's on my mind all the time. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, you know, that that just goes to uh, goes back to the conversations we've had before with other other people on the on the podcast. You know, you got to diversify. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. You can't just right. 
I can't just sit here and, and hope that Etsy's going to pay the bills all the time. You know, I have to be making money elsewhere. So are both of y'all, are y'all on Etsy? Is that your kind of, yeah. is that where you get most yeah, of the traffic for from? now? Well, I'm, we'll see. We'll see what the so, future holds. But right now, Etsy is doing well. No, we're doing this irrational fear thing, but I got a question about that. Yeah, um, bring it on. So I'm not, I have an Etsy store, but it's got like five items and they're all digital. It doesn't really do anything. So I'm not on Etsy at all. I went straight to direct to consumer because I was able to leverage the audience from YouTube. It's yep. kind of how I was able to do it. I didn't really need the Etsy algorithm or whatever Etsy does. Etsy's a massive platform. And it gets a lot of people a lot of attention. Um, and I know some people have had like certain products take off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the, the, I don't even know his name, but the guy from Cutting It Close, that little like everyday carry holder, sold like $2 million worth. I mean, it took oh, off on geez. Etsy form. So <clears throat> there's certain things. Now, I am going to establish an Etsy store eventually uh, because I feel like there are people that don't want to buy from joeschmo.com. Yes. Right? Right. So, yeah, with right? I think an Etsy some, store, there so, comes some like, uh, what's, what's the word I'm like, looking for? Protection. Familiarity. Yeah, some, yeah, legi- yeah. Legitimate. Yeah. It's like buying on, on Amazon. You, you're buying a weird right. thing that's going to ship in a week from God knows where, but like you're buying through Amazon. But you know, Amazon's got exactly, you in case it goes, exactly. goes awry. Yeah. So I'm wondering if just releasing my products as they are, I think on Etsy, slowly but surely, would that people tend to establish hurt. on Etsy and then move to a website? You've established yeah, through YouTube on your you're website. Doing it backwards. The, all you're doing is supplementing the income with Etsy. Right. You know, I think yeah, it, I can integrate an Etsy store into my my shipping software. Yeah, no problem. Ex- absolutely. You know, I think you would so, you would hmm, easily you would see probably like once you get established, a quarter to a half of your business from your website would be coming from Etsy as well. Additionally, additionally, not in, I think not yeah. in lieu of. I don't think you're splitting business because to. there's people shopping on Etsy every Ooh. single day that know I've nothing gotten, about you, Chris. That don't. I've gotten have literally YouTube. five Etsy orders since we've been sitting here talking. I've gotten zero, but still, like the thing is, like people use <laughs> Etsy, like they go that when they're like, oh, I wonder if this exists. They just go straight to Etsy. They don't like they don't think of it as because I have a stereotype of Etsy. Like to me, Etsy started out in my brain as a thing to get cute things as like a place to get cute custom whatever. Yeah. But like, no, there's people that use Etsy. Like it's like, no woodworker maker specific custom made items. Perfect for my $600 sander or my, my $800 saw or whatever. Like, like they, they go to Etsy as if it's like the marketplace (laughs) for custom items for your shop. They don't think of it as like the cute place to get like, like sublimation, not, like no, yeah. it's the place to get I'm not all the tools. Pulling, I'm not pulling uh, Chris Burton numbers, but I'm doing about fifteen hundred dollars in sales a week over on Etsy. I do that a month, so, so we're all at like different tiers, great. you know. So yeah, that's great. Fifty. I mean, that that's dude, it's enough. To, it's enough. Nothing I'm to happy. sneeze at. I'm happy. Well, well, I mean, five orders in forty minutes doesn't equate to that, does it? <laughs> no. So like, it, it's it's a roller coaster yeah, yeah. ride, though. So. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah, wish I, I wish I was getting orders like that every five minutes right? throughout the day. That'd be, although yeah, you the never stress know. the stress would be off the charts. It's that's why I mean, anyway. you get into the whole automation part, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But if you don't believe me, I can show you the emails. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, Etsy's Etsy's powerful, but yeah, I, I, I think it's it yet, it's so just we'll 
people think uh people ask like dan and i especially because we're we're kind of like the etsy guys in a community for a while i don't know why because i'm doing just fine <laughs> there's people killing it but like when people ask me like should i do etsy or my website i'm like why are you asking why a or b a b right. both <laughs> you know like both yeah. at the same time why did- not have a, right. a tiktok I- shop which is something we're going to be looking into have an etsy shop have like I think Dude, that TikTok YouTube shop, I've tra- has a I've shop applied for option that they're setting up or something. There's some talk of YouTube shop. I I've applied yeah. for the TikTok. Well, shop YouTube three YouTube times. can integrate integrate stores now. So super. Oh, that's what now, it is. But you okay. got. But you you can't. I mean, I'm a Squarespace site, which I regret actually signing up for Squarespace initially. It's basically a side hustle site. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had gone with Shopify or Big Commerce, but you know it's not as easy. Big Commerce and Shopify are a little bit. Well, Shopify is pretty easy, yeah. I guess. But you know, is there I, no so, way to integrate Shopify with Squarespace? Well, well, you you would have to rebuild well, Shopify or Squarespace. Like, oh. Well, I, I've you, seen people what they do is like their website is uh, Squarespace, which like that's what I'm going to be doing. Like my website is Squarespace, but when I launch a shop, it's probably going to be Shopify because that integrates with too many things. Shopify. It integrates with YouTube seamlessly because yeah. like you, you can just shop immediately and see the exactly. products in the description. The same thing with so like, like you would with Teespring. Yeah. Yes, it integrates with Instagram as well, yeah. from what I understand. So that's what that's what I'm gonna be leaning oh. into. Within the next twelve months, I'll probably rebuild the entire site in the Shopify <laughs> so I could Right on. Yeah. Pete, do you have any irrational uh, fears? Have so, we have yeah, you said anything? Actually, <laughs> I'll Dan, I'll bounce it off of what you said where you're like you're ter- you're having nightmares about uh having to go work a nine to five. I have an irrational fear of working for myself. Of owning a, a like a, a business where I am the provider or like me and Emma are the providers for the family. We have no it's, insurance, no 401k, it's a nothing. It's scary first Like step. you just it's do your scary. own thing. Because like uh, Dan and, and Chris, I don't know what your situation is with your, your wife, uh, with her work. But like Dan and I, like we also have like a regular income coming in with benefits. Oh, so yeah, like yeah, you can my kinda wife has like, a job, which is very helpful. It's like a soft, <laughs> yeah, soft no, launch no. of my, your business, you know? My wife has a... She hasn't been able to work in like seven years. Okay, so you, maybe I mean, I mean you're what you're doing so, is my biggest fear. So it's all on it's all on Chris's shoulders. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that, and that's why that's why there's so much like ferocity when you try to go after it. I, I don't I don't think honestly, say this, but you won't. It's it's hard to it's hard to explain this. I, I, I can't, I mean, honestly, I can't stand the situation. Like, I wish my wife was healthy. I wish she was part of, like, of I wish course. she was part of yeah. our lives again. I, you know, I, I wish things were easier. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about it too much, but because they're so damn tough, because things are, my back's against the wall all the time, it creates a sense and, and a mindset of like, this can't fail. There's yeah. no way. And there, that I, is I, the only option. There, so the irrational fear of like going to get a job again is like, well, that's just not there because I'm going to always figure something out. Like, yeah. you, you know, without, without a safety net, you typically tend to really walk the tightrope a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right? no, I, I so agree that's, that. that's kind of where I'm at with that. And, and so it's agreed. scary to go through, but you can do it. You're already doing mm-hmm. it and you would, you would find out, you would find a way. So I, I totally agree. Cause like, so my, one of my biggest fears is like the whole, like, if this was succeeding enough to where we're like, hey, I guess we're going to go full time. But then what if like a major income goes away or major sponsor goes away, major like I get banned on Etsy or whatever. Like, obviously, you don't want to have your your all your eggs in one basket, but like you don't know when some one of these incomes is going to go away. That's why when I 
I saw people like basically thinking they're content creators and like quitting their job because like they had reels bonuses and that's gone. Come on. So, you know, but like, well, I'm going to be honest. That's one of the reasons why I brought Isaiah on. I was doing really great on the Facebook bonuses and and that went away and the ads on reels and it all went away. And I was like, I can't keep you on anymore, bud. But then Isaiah, you know, but what I'm going to end with is uh, it's a quote that I heard on TikTok of all places. And I, I quoted it a couple weeks ago on a podcast and it was, what the reason you're not where you want to be is because you're subconsciously afraid of the responsibility of what the next stage of your success looks like. And I think it's a really deep and very thoughtful way. And it it like, it it was a slow burn for me and it like, it festered in my mind. I was like, why do I keep thinking about this quote? And it's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm terrified of like what the next step, like I'm so busy already. Like what's the, like, I don't want to make more products right now. Like I'm, I can barely keep up as it is. And if I have five more products, it's gonna be way more work. But like, realistically, anytime I make a product, it's just like a, it goes into the inventory and I just print it out and ship it, whatever. Like, it's not like the, my old products are costing me more time. It's all the new stuff I'm doing. But like, you're subconsciously like afraid of the next big leap. Like it's going to be so much responsibility and it's just me and I'm doing it by myself. And it's a legitimate fear. We're all, we all fear it. We all don't vocalize it well, probably, but like, it's scary to see yourself succeed and you're afraid of what the next step is. Like, that's one of the reasons why I don't want to like, post a YouTube video. Like I don't even want to edit because it's not going to be perfect. And I'm not going to, no one's going to like it. Why would I even post it? So stupid. I should just get a full-time job. You know, it, you have this like back of your head noise that you hear all the time and you're going to be your biggest, uh, biggest supporter, but also your biggest doubter critic. critic. Thank you. Like it's hard. So that's my biggest fear. I'm constantly, uh, putting myself down and, um, I'm getting better with it. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. The next step is, is always scary. I thought insurance was going to be this big thing to figure out. And it's so simple. I mean, yeah. really, you can yeah. literally just. It that was our biggest worry, too. <clears throat> hey, just go to the marketplace, I, see, see what's there, see what I works. I quit my job in yeah. 2011. That was the biggest fear we had because all our insurance, our, our health insurance and everything came through my job. Yeah. And I walked out of my job and my wife was like, You did what? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Because I did it. I mean, we had talked about it, but we hadn't set a date, and I I just had enough with that place, and I you just did walked what? out you in two thousand one. She goes, "You did what? <laughs> what did you do? What was your field?" I was a Here's. so I started I started working at a manufacturing plant in two thousand called Lozier Corporation. They make uh, store shelving for like Target and Walmart, just the the display shelves. Um, I like the gondolas, like the, yeah, yeah, the gondolas exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Watch you your mouth. Know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh i i started there as you know just grunt labor and i worked my way up to second shift lead supervisor and assistant yeah, to the know. second shift lead supervisor. yes <laughs> assistant yeah. to the lead supervisor <laughs> and, and uh it, it just felt like they were kind of jerking me around and you know i yeah. i wanted to grow and i wanted to move up in the company and like they kept promising me stuff and not delivering and, and following up on it. And I just, I'd had enough and I walked out. And at that time I was doing photography and I was doing wedding photography and stuff. And I was like, well, I got this. Yep. So yeah. I'll just give everything that I have and I'll put it into this. And it, everything worked out luckily. Yeah, so I here, here I am. And then yeah. the pandemic hit and now I'm a woodworker. Hey, hey it works out. It pays the bills, right? <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. 
you know, we still got a roof over our head. Yeah. You got a saying. It's like, it's either going to be okay or it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah that. right. I, like that. I just I feel like this day and age, it, it's almost impossible not to find a way to make money online or do something, yep. some kind of side hustle. I mean, there there are so many things and opportunities out there. Well, you know what? If you just if you just sit down and put your mind to it, I know I know that it's probably coming from like a place of like uh, privilege or something, but the, the, there's just so many oh, things really? out there. There's so but many. It's also okay there. to like a nine to five. If you like your job, yeah, you'll stay it's, it's fine. and like, you provide for your family. Absolutely. But just find joy in the I'm, hours you're not there. I'm a big proponent of do what makes you happy. Yep. If your nine to five is soul draining and you just, you hate your life, dude, there's, there's a million other things out there. You could find something. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is coming from a high school dropout. I dropped out of high school. You did what? I don't say that. I don't say that like. I'm proud of it. Dan, you don't meet the criteria to be on this podcast. High school diploma. I did get my GED. I did get my GED. Yeah, but you can can totally tell, Daniel. It's okay. (laughs) People are going to be like, whoa, Dan dropped out of high school. No way. uh." I'm shook. I'm shook. (laughs) No, I I dropped out of high school and I went back. That's a whole other story for another podcast. But yeah, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Save it for shop sales. Anyway, that was a whole long diatribe. Good, good. Good answers oh, good. about fears. I mean, listen, we all talk about this all the time, but um, let's listen to this question from Malcolm with a silent L. Malcolm. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Malcolm from Boston Over Woodworks, and I just want to welcome Chris to the podcast. Chris, I'm a big thank fan you. of your work, and I've learned a ton from watching you over the last few years, so thank you for all that you do. All right, so this question is for everyone, and it's about content creation. I've been recording a lot of video content, but I'm really way behind on actually editing it. So have any of you ever had this problem and do you have any tips or advice on how to handle it? Okay. Thanks. It's easy. Uh, I'm going to go first on this real quick. Cause my answer is going to be short. First of all, <laughs> what? You shut up. Uh, <laughs> no, <Let> Chris go. <laughs> here, yeah, here. yeah. Let the vegetable shortening go. No, I want, I want <laughs> Chris go. <laughs> I want him to give the actual answer, but I'm going to give you the quick answer. First of all, if oh, fine. Malcolm, if you have any tips, please let us know because Dan and I are struggling. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, but the I'm other thing is, uh, I'm going to say, see, see last question. Look, uh, like re- rewind 10 minutes. And it's literally Do like all the fears of like fail, of being afraid of failing right. upwards. Like that's what's preventing me from from doing all that stuff. So I think it's uh, trusting yourself or find an ally or find someone to motivate you or if you need me to get on the phone with you and yell at you and tell you like, you can do this. Um, yeah, because... Put that sandwich down. I, that's what I need. You know, I can say, you could... Honestly, Malcolm, you can throw any any video on a screen and if you voice over it, I'm watching it. But, Dan? No. Yeah. Chris. Pretty, Chris. Chris. Pretty Chris. Ready? Ready? Watch <laughs> yes. this. Watch this. Here's how you stay ahead. See this? Hold on. Get into focus right. here. Is There's it, an app uh, here. Snapchat? This is not going to work. Snapchat. Nope. PayPal? Nope. It's called, what the heck? <laughs> it's called Video Shop. Basically, it's an app where I edit everything. See this? Video Shop? Video this, Shop. Yes. This right here. I'm grandfathered in. I bought it like five years ago. Uh, it's a subscription base now. It is by, it's like Final Cut, but for your, for your phone. It has so many features. You can do so many things with it. And you can edit. It doesn't have to be a thing you have to go do with your computer. Or bring your laptop out. I edit everything and film from right here. You do it so, all on your phone? 100%. Damn. I edit on my phone. I launch, I edit the video and launch it to YouTube from the phone. 
I go back on a computer and do some description stuff and tags and stuff like that. Seems illegal, but <clears throat> but because 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 it's so seamless, you can. I mean, I hate you have your phone on you pretty much everywhere, right? Absolutely. Right? If I don't, so I if, have a panic attack. If if I'm in a doctor's waiting room, sometimes I'm <laughs> editing. So you could. That's how. I mean, Malcolm. That's how I keep up with it. I'm sorry if you've already gotten established on a computer and whatever. But if you go back to Green Acres and do it on your smartphone, you'd be surprised Green at how productive you can Acres be. Green Acres is the place for me. That's, like, that's I'm great. That's a dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, that's good info. I, yep. do, I do a lot of editing on an app called InShot, but I've never heard of the – what you call it? What was it? Shop? Video Shop. Video Shop. Yep. Interesting. It's an orange icon with a white camera on it. And again, it's it's a monthly thing. You can pay a monthly to get all their services. You can do it for free, but you're gonna have to have a video shop like you know, watermark on your videos. Um but it's yeah, it's been I tell you, man, and they update it and it, it gets better and better. So between video is- Yeah, between video shop and editing, and then I use a, a program called Vintage Logo and Snapseed for my photos. And oh, those are I use Snapseed. Snapseed is fantastic. Snapseed for is great. Yeah, and this is coming from a guy who's released three hundred videos on YouTube, right? Exactly. You just that. crossed over three hundred. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but between shorts and, and videos, yeah. All right, so we I don't know I think Pete quit the podcast he just got up and left so right. I'll read uh, the question we got sent in from Suman Sarker. Uh, that is Woodcraft by Suman. He was on the podcast two episodes ago. Uh, he says, "Hi, Chris. Being a maker that." offers physical products for sale there are limitations on maximum output set by tools shop size and more importantly number of hours available in the day do you feel like you've uh, reached your capacity in any of those three criteria and what strategies are you implementing to ensure your business continues to be scalable the answer to that do i feel like i have reached capacity um no um, I have a small machine. I have a two by three CNC and a two by three laser. I mean, they're bigger than that, but I typically cut everything down into those blanks because they're manageable and the file sizes are great. And I could just drop and, you know, you can just cut pretty seamlessly with that. Um, I think that I could do this by myself alone and max out capacity if I would sell just over $250,000 worth of products. So like, I'm not quite there yet. I can still do it now, but if I ever get to that threshold, then I would definitely have to scale elsewhere. I do have a bigger CNC here. Um, it's just not in the shop yet. So I've got a five by five that's going to be in the shop soon. Ooh. Um, it's going to help me basically cut plywood in half and cut four by four sheets and run products that way, which is going to save me some time. Um, that should work out pretty well, but uh, if sales become nuts, then yes, I would have to either expand um, elsewhere in the city and and get big, better, bigger and better equipment. And actually have I actually got a couple of, of friends, business partners that are on deck. Uh, a friend of mine's he's an IT recruiter. He's like, anytime you need me, I got you. Like I'll quit and be whatever. But I, you know, if I'm not going to hire him at some meager wage, I'm actually pay him a career right. wage. Yeah, yeah. And then once I'm able to, once I'm able to do that, then he can run the whole entire operation, and I can help on busy days, and I can come back here and keep developing and you know, all that good stuff. Or well, that answers a question that I had uh, that I was going to ask earlier, but I forgot. Um, do you have employees? So I think oh, that pretty uh, much answers that. Robot. I don't do it. I, I've done it all alone for a long time. I don't have employees per se, but I do source out. 
basically everything on my website now, my email campaigns, all my digital, like, like if I, if I put new products on the market, I don't do that anymore. I've, I've hired that out. Um, finally, I have basically have a marketing team that, that does that kind of stuff for me. Um, which is great because they're, they're great. And, you know, they're, it's, I mean, it's, it's, have you seen a good return ROI? You know, um, Yes and no. I would say that it's a little early still. I've only been doing it for like three months. Okay. So um, we're, we're going to try it for a whole year and see where we are. And um, But for now, I mean, it, I pay them more than I pay them a mortgage. So it, it should mm. have a pr- pretty good return. We'll see. Well, you live in Florida. The, so it's like $300. So just... just. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is what people think. But especially people out in California, they think that houses <laughs> over here are just $100,000 no matter what. <laughs> but... Uh, so far, yeah. I mean, it's been good. The, the communication's been great. Um, but I will say, you can't really do it all on yourself when you get to a certain point. And that was kind of the first step. Uh, the next step is either, like I said, hiring someone to run a shop here if it gets bigger or to actually have them manufactured somewhere else. And that's going to be a tough sale because I feel like my manufacturing process is a little obscure with no tabs, eighth inch bits, pretty slow, using dust to keep everything in place. It's a little quirky, but it works for me. And that's kind of why we developed bits that can handle that kind of load. So, you know, we'll see. see. Speaking of employees, I don't know about you guys, but I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately. What I really need is a shop made somebody to just come in and clean up and put everything back when I'm done and tired of because I'll work all the way up until I'm like exhausted and can't do anymore. So I'll just like leave everything out and just go right in. And yeah. you come out there the next day, and it's a it's like a bomb went off. And you're like, yeah, whatever. Who the hell did this Time yesterday? To keep <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's good to know, Chris. I'm uh, yeah. I'm gonna take some uh, bits of information there, and I think I might start looking into like a marketing team or <clears> something. <throat> yeah. Because I feel like I could start scaling a little bit. So. Right. Yeah. You and get, by the you way, the the marketing the marketing team in the agreement for this year is actually to completely rebuild the website on oh, Shopify. That's why I said I was going to be able to do it. So the, it's, it's kind of, it's, Cause they're going to do bit, it. And they've taken everything on my Squarespace site and made sure everything was cohesive with the wording. I had a bunch of holes and gaps and stuff with SEO and they really, they really fixed all that up really well. Their site is in the best shape it's ever been in now. And I couldn't need, I couldn't do it. I just didn't really. Yeah. I would like, I would like to have a functional website. I would like to have a functional yeah. website where I could have all my products there. That way I'm not just relying on Etsy alone. I'd like to, like I said earlier, diversify a little bit. So sure. yeah, I want to do the other thing. I want to go, I want to go to Etsy. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. Yeah. Do we have any more questions? We do. We actually have one from Jake Miller. So let me, let me play that one real quick. That's right. Yep. What's up guys. It's Jake from a sweet shop and calling in with a question about shop efficiency uh, to a degree. So I have been doing a ton of uh, faux beam installs lately. And what I was kind of looking into was, you know, kind of looking at the idea of getting a drum sander. Um, I've been toying with the idea of getting a bigger planer uh, with a helical head for a while because I'm still running the 735. But I'm honestly wondering if getting a drum sander to be able to run all the material through, get it cleaned up for a final pass ready for stain is going to make the most sense long term. 
rather than investing, you know, four or five thousand dollars on a, you know, 15 or 20 inch planer uh, with a helical head. So, um, yeah, just wanted to hear what your thoughts were. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys. I give a short answer real quick yeah. about this. Chris, you can give the whatever kind of answer you'd like. Jake, here's what I say about that. If you had a helical head planer and didn't have a drum sander, you would be perfectly happy with the finish and you would touch it up a little bit maybe and you'd be fine. If you had both machines, you would always feel like you had to put it through the drum sander at the very end, regardless of how you planed it. <laughs> it, it the drum sander kind of makes you feel like, well, I got this thing and it does so nice. No matter how good it comes off the planer, you're like, oh, I got to run it through there anyway. <laughs> That's what I think, but I could be wrong. Yeah, um, I'm going to go kind of a different route, but I do realize that Jake, you and I do <clears throat> two vastly different things, but the drum sander in my shop is an absolute necessity. I hardly touch my planer. I use my drum sander almost exclusively, but again, like I said, I think we do two vastly different things. So yeah, it really comes, items. yeah, it really comes down to what you're making. So, I guess I kind of agree with Chris after all. What do you say, Pete? You're both wrong, and here's why. Okay. Okay. No, you're not wrong, but I would say... uh, I'm hardly ever wrong. I use my drum sander not as much as Dan does, but I would say uh, a drum sander is a a fantastic thing to have. Uh, It's also something that I found myself in the last two years renting time on. Like, people are like, hey, you have a drum sander? Like, I do can I come out and like plane these things? I'll pay you like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Like I've had the cool. people come I out. Have, Cause like a planer. Is I one have thing, run into like, that. Yeah. It's a 1636. It's nothing fancy. And by the way, the, the numbers, when you're looking at a, a drum sander, if you guys don't know, usually the num it's got four digits after it's 1636. It might be a 1530. 1632. Yeah, 1638. 1938. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically what it refers to as what is the width of the belt or the drum that you have on there. So it's 16 for mine. And 32 is if you you can do up to 32 inches if you're flipping, a, like let's say you're doing a tabletop, you sand one it's side, an, you flip it around, you do the other side. Yeah, it's open on you one could side. Tech, yeah, it's open on one side. Um, can there, it, it always shows a line. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's all, I, yeah, it, it, does. Does. it does. It does. I hardly ever. But, can't dial it in but you know what? You can finish yeah. that one line with the sander pretty well. But like the reason I'm saying, especially for you, Jake, get the drum sander because of the work that you do. You do a lot of flat pack stuff. And I found that um, it was like certain plywoods or certain things that come off the CNC. Like I'll sometimes like pass it through the drum sander if I, if I have a high grid in there. Yeah, and like as, yeah, as long as the veneer. Well, as long as the veneer go off to yeah. accommodate. That. Well, no, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not doing like planer passes like Dan does. Dan's the only person I've ever known to actually have a, a drum sander launch a piece of wood out because oh, yeah, of yeah, how that's true. I've done yeah. That. Because of how deep he was going. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to take a quarter of an inch cut on a drum sander. You ever had a kickback on the drum sander? I've had yeah. it. No, only you, Dan. <laughs> Literally, they had to add they had to add an asterisk to all the instructions after they watched that video. But I say, like, honestly, what you're doing, Jake, you can really benefit from a drum sander. And also, I find that a drum sander is one of those, like, you buy once and you don't really upgrade type of tools. Like you have a drum sander, you have that have, drum sander for a very I'm long be time. Upgrading, I think. But like reason. a planer is like a lot easier to upgrade. Like people get the twelve seven forty five or whatever it is. 
Uh, I the think DeWalt. Jake said he already has the 735. Yeah, so DeWalt, he has it. Like, so then next, you, you just upgrade. upgrade to the 16, and maybe eventually a 22. <laughs> but like a drum sander, people tend to get like a because they're they start at like 16 inches roughly. I mean, they're smaller ones, but who gets those? Paul Jackman, <laughs> you know, he's he had that 10 inch for a little bit. Um, but like, I feel like you're gonna get it, and you're gonna keep that thing for a very long time, and go the biggest you can within reason. Uh, What's 16 and there's an 18 or there's a what's the next step up? I forget. 16, 19, 19, 25. That's yeah. 25. Or you can go full two moose and get the dual drum, whatever. You know, the, what is that? A 37. That's a 37. It's something crazy. Yeah, so, but it's not it's, big it's not open ended. So it's, it's just not. So it's that, straight 37. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but you work, can do, you a, do ru- a rough sand and a final sand at the same pass, which is pretty nice. Yes, yeah, so that would kinda be cool. that's kind of what I'm looking at right at now. At the end of the day, honestly, look at your time. Uh, Jake, and just see like which tool is going to save you the most time because that's the most the most valuable thing. If you're that tool is going to pay for itself, thing. no matter which tool you get. That's the thing that that machine. If you're using it a lot, that is a huge time saver. Massive. Huge. All right. Well, Dan, uh, I hate to be that guy, that but but you are we're that guy. Done. So here we are. Uh, oh, are we yeah. done? Well, we're done with the questions, but I have one last question for Chris because it's something that okay. all of our, most of our listeners deal with, we deal with on a regular, uh, and Chris is doing something a little different with, is shipping. Chris, can you talk to us about your shipping? Uh, you're working with Boxery, Box, whatever the company is, Boxery? Well, I mean, the Boxery, I, I started, I got a recommendation from actually... This owner. Carbon method? I can't find yeah. Carbon yeah. method? Yeah. So I was talking with Dan. He, he was like, are you using the box rate? I'm like, what is that? He goes, oh, my God, you're an idiot. He's like, oh, here's the link. Go, go now. <laughs> and so <clears throat> sure enough, man, I mean, the boxes are not quite on like Uline level. Uline has probably Uline, the best you also have to get a, on the plant. a good amount to save. But you got to yeah. get, I mean, if I order from Uline, it's always, it comes Avery, it, it comes on a pallet and I don't even, right. Yeah, right. I typically don't mess with the UPS uh, freight with UPS. I mean, with yeah. the Uline, I try to get as much to fit on the pallet. <clears throat> um, and the box, the boxer you can too, but the boxer's got like incredible deals on boxes, man. And <clears throat> they're boxery. Yeah. I mean, it, it was almost like half the price for the I same I connected size box. with them this week after uh, seeing one of your posts about it. Yeah. Can you spell the, boxery? Is that B O X E R Y? Yeah. Yeah. V. Not bad v for a high school drop. drop v, v, v boxery. Because like you do something and, that. It well, is, I know how to spell V, so first, I didn't ask about that word. Yeah. At first glance, like you do something that like I thought was like this is bonkers. I can't believe he's doing this. You sh- you ship out stuff in paper, or do you wrap it in paper and then you pack it up? Because I've seen you like wrap stuff up in paper. Something for me. Yes. It looks like a Christmas present. When you wrap, I could do it so quick. I've always loved wrapping presents. And so um, when, you, when you get something from me, basically I'm going to an, an, a no plastic model um, where I've actually got something in the works where I'm, you, you know, there's a, there's a $2,500 machine that you can step on a pedal and it wads paper for you. Right, it's a crazy device, but I've the, got our our former co-host had one. Well, he had the like the okay. big fold from a roll down to a crumpy. Correct. Well, I'm ma- I'm making one of those for like yeah. thirty bucks, right. and so that's going to be directly above my head, and I'm going to be able to pull the wadding down and see. I use the off. edible like the 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 popcorn stuff. What right. is it? You're, puff. If you're a bastard, dude. People hate opening your packages because now you've given them an obligation to clean. 
That's what you're doing. Anyway, let me let, let me give no, you no, but I don't get on the plastic ones. I get the ones that dissolve in water. <laughs> I get the, the corn puffs without yeah. the cheese dust. They're delicious. But here, here's the thing: shipping to me as a small business owner is an absolute. I mean, I was even talking to Cass Moses about this about when I got something from him. He's like, "Dude, it's just shipping." And I was like, "Okay, do you think you're going to be successful? How you're going to be successful?" And I I respect that, but. It's, it's, it's the first, it's, especially a new first customer. Impression. It's the first impression. It, when you open a package for me, I try to make it look like you've gotten something from Omaha Steaks. Like it looks, Ouch. it, it looks like, like I, it looks like I instantly, from the moment you get the box, it looks like I instantly give a shit about you. I, you open it up and you go, what in the world? This guy took all this for my product and it's, it's not going to get damaged. How are you going to damage Baltic Birds plywood in a box? I mean, I could oh, just yeah. probably throw it in there right. and ship it. Right. But it's an experience. And that means something. And I swear to you, I spend probably more money in terms of and more time doing that than I probably should. But my return customers and the Google reviews that are now coming in, we started a Google storefront like last week and we got like 70 something reviews, all wow. five star. That's awesome. It was just amazing. That, amazing. That reminds me of an old adage I would tell new photographers back in the day is a, a client may not remember every photo that you give them, but they are going to remember, absolutely remember how you made them feel. Yep. Right. Yep. And it's that better. is what's going to set you apart. Yeah. That's what we said about managers and, think, and retail. Like, yeah. I, I remember conversations. I just remember how that son bitch made me feel. I hate that <laughs> Exactly. <guy. laughs> yeah. No, and, and I mean, exactly. we, we talk about this a lot here with like with shipping and stuff. Like that's why I like I ship everything and I, I do the white corrugated boxes. And not only oh, yeah. that, but yeah. I seal it with Slick. like, there's a sticker and I literally print it on like my crappy Dymo label. It's a one by three sticker. It's got my logo. And then it says like your, uh, your products here, cool stuff inside. Some of them say nice, butt, or whatever, depending on how I much I like you, nice but I like basically I like, I sealed the package, like wherever I put tape, whatever, but then I like literally put a seal on it. So like yeah. you cut through the seal as you open it. And I always wanted people like, you know, when you're getting boxes from Amazon, whatever, they're all brown. Everything's brown. You're going to get a box from me. The the envelope's going to be uh gray and then or like light gray and then all the boxes are yep. white. It's like a consistent yep. thing. I pay way too much for those compared to like a regular yeah. box. You know. Yeah, I've I used white mailers before and they're super nice, man. Yeah. They're super nice, but you know, hey, I mean, honestly, I have gone with brown boxes and black black tape yeah. now and it looks like what I See, call See, the sushi. only reason I don't do black <laughs> is uh cuz I ship 3D printed items. I've shipped stuff to Arizona. The heat in the mailbox will hit like 200 degrees and it'll, oh, dude, and it'll literally like plastic. deform the plastic. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, well, that's plastic's crazy. made of yeah, corn, that's, that's... so it's not completely terrible for the environment, but still. But no, I'm, I'm trying I'm to saying, be as like, conscious of it as possible. Like, I, you know, yeah. the, I do still use bubble envelopes because just like it's more fragile stuff. It's I, like, that's what I use exclusively yeah. is bubble envelopes. I mean, they're, yeah. they're the perfect thing for what I ship out. Yeah. I use, pa- I use paper craft mailers now. But and, it, and then actually, I got this new stuff called cellulose paper. Oh wine. yeah, the, the like the 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 bubble paper bubbles. No, 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 it's it's different. It's a big roll, and it's like it's like a. I can't even, I, it's I like a mesh net. Is that the netting one it? or no? Oh, it's like a it's like a okay. quilt. It's like a quilt of brown paper, and inside of it is little bits of like cellulose insulation. It's really strange. I okay. Can you I know do a story tomorrow of, and like tag the podcast yeah. in it? We'll 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 sure. yeah. Or tag us in it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll wrap up. By the way, where do you do most of your shipping from? So like I'm a pirate ship guy. Dan, I think you use pirate ship as well. 
and then Etsy Shippo. sometimes. I you I do a lot of shipping directly through Etsy, but the bigger items I go through Pirate Ship now. Shippo everything. Shippo. Yeah. Okay. Shippo, 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 everything. Yep. And they're great. It's less friction. It's like pick a size, pick a carrier. Uh, Within about three clicks, I've got an order out. It's done. Yep. Very nice. All righty. Right on. Well, Chris, it's been great having you on here. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You're one of the people I've been following the longest on YouTube. So personally, I'm honored to have you here. So this was great. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to... I want to give a huge shout out to all our listeners and all our patrons. Thank you, everybody, for the support. We appreciate you, and we love you long time. Keep sharing the show. Keep uh, doing the thing you do. Keep tuning in, because uh, next week we've got Justin Davies. That's right. And if you don't know who that is, you will soon find out. (laughs) Uh, And, of, of course, big shout out to our VIP patrons. You know who you are. We'll see you next week. Love you long time. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice to be here, guys. Appreciate it. I can't believe I volunteered for this shit.